what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. So this is, did you count the, the Texas recap as an episode? Yes, this is episode 76 because that kind of Texas is one. The post race was? Yeah, that's an episode. Nice, nice. If I edit audio and we post it, that's an episode. And I did the work after the race. Yeah. You got to throw that in there. Dude, that's a long day for you to have to walk those pits and have even more conversations where you talk. We appreciate it. I, I looked I looked, and I went live at 2 o'clock Central Time, and the, the last main event wrapped up around 10. I mean, I know I get some breaks in there, and I had the one, sh- you know, there's one hour break whenever the open paddock area. And I, I'm glad that uh, Brad Baker's girlfriend went and got us some food because it was good. That was, it's always good to have somebody there to bring you food or, or water because you get trapped up there sometimes. But, uh, but yeah, man, episode 76, April 26th, we are, uh, we're got a uh, Texas in the rear view looking ahead to, uh, the super TT in Arizona this weekend. Yeah. We pretty much covered everything in Texas in the last little episode after, um, if we missed something, let us know. I think, you know, my biggest takeaway was that James Ott kid was awesome. Finished third in the singles class in his first pro race, but I'm excited about this weekend, a super TT in Arizona on a, a track that's normally used for trophy trucks. What it, what exactly is a super TT? Well, I think they're using that because the way I understand it, there's great big bank corners. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's some pretty big jumps. There's more than one jump. Normally in a TT, there's usually at least, you know, there's one right-hander and, and one jump or one obstacle, which is a jump, you know, but this one is supposed to have more. So I think that's why they're calling it super. So super is because of more more bigger i think so more better i think so cool um so yeah you said off-road trucks usually race here uh trophy trucks is what they call them and oh. you know back in the day when there's a mickey thompson off-road series inside when the trucks raced they had some bikes that would go out there and race the opposite direction but they were more like motocross style bikes so this this to me is the first time flat track bikes have been on an off-road truck track interesting That'll be cool. I mean, I'm yeah. sure that'll present its own challenges. And, uh, you know, I think there are a lot of question marks this week, but uh, you know, hopefully everything holds together and uh, and we have a solid race. I mean, it looks looks like it's going to be an entertaining uh, race to watch based on some of the stuff I've seen people testing. And uh, you, you said Graham and Paul were out there yeah, earlier well, this Graham week? Graham and Paul were out there er- early, earlier in the week, and they watched Johnny Lewis is out there actually helping them uh, work on the track. He was down in Texas all week helping them work on that track down there too. So they're using him as a professional rider you know as a consultant i guess and he's riding a couple different bikes i'm not sure if he's on a twin or a single but paul said they're around 50 seconds and he thinks they're gonna get faster when they start racing when there's more rubber on the ground or when there's more moisture on the ground you know they're on the racetrack he thinks the lap times get faster so maybe in the 47 second range i'm hearing you know around 45 to 47 seconds a lap wow that's crazy um i can't wait to see how it plays out i think it It'll be something a little different. I guess my question would be like, it's a TT, but it's not your average TT. So is this kind of like an equalizer? I mean, who's going to have the advantage going into this race? A lot of different things, Carter. I think the rider that can use the front brake a lot, the rider that's not scared to jump the motorcycle. And then you also, I think, is going to have to have a good tuner, somebody that can dial in your suspension and your gearing because it's a brand new track. So it is kind of an equalizer in that aspect. You know, the track is... So you, you have to rely on your mechanic, and also it's going to be all about rider ability, you know, turning right, 
using the front brake, and then somebody's not afraid to jump. So, like, I think Sipes is back. Look for him to be strong in the singles class. And you know, Janish is going to be running up front. He won in Daytona. Is Jeff Ward back for this one? Jeff Ward's coming back as well. And okay. then, of course, we can't count out Dalton Gauthier either, who ran second at Daytona. Um, the biggest thing, if I think if the track's got these big sweeping corners, like half-mile corners, yeah. that might that might slow down Sipes and Jeff Ward a little bit in that section of the racetrack. Yeah. So that could be an equalizer as well, because our normal flat track guys will go fast in those corners, and then you might see Sipes and, and Jeff Ward and some of the other guys that do moto a lot be really fast in the in the sections where there's jumps so it gotcha. it could bring them back together in in different points on the racetrack so it could be very exciting that'd be cool man it, uh, it'll be cool to see how it plays out and on the twin side you know you obviously your your people that you're going to be looking out for what jd beach henry wiles jake johnson who did a hell of a job in daytona improved you know he's you know he's won a buffalo chip before on a tt so he'll we'll be watching him and then obviously briar right can't count briar out for this weekend you know, Briar's leading the points. He's probably had the best start ever. And Brad Baker pointed out on FansChoice.tv from Texas, Briar has been on the pole for every main event this year. So that means he's wow. not necessarily qualified fast, but that means he's had the fastest heat race. Everyone? The, I mean, fastest semi. So he's been on the pole for all three main events so far this year. Wow. I guess I didn't realize that. But, I mean, you're right, yeah. I mean, obviously, you can't can't leave Jared Mees out. Got to throw his name back in there. And is he back to his winning ways, or is somebody else going to— to get a win in here again after he won one texas so jd this is kind of like he'll have some hometown feel because tim estenson yep they're right there in chandler the shop is right there in chandler so i know he wants to win he's not had the start of the season he's looking for he fell on his head at daytona i thought he had a chance to be contending for the win at that race so jd's looking for some redemption of course you can never count out henry wilds the winningest tt rider in history uh, Jake Johnson knows how to fly that motorcycle, you know, any motorcycle. We've already talked about what Briar can do. So, and then, of course, Jared Me. So, that's my, those are my top five riders to watch. There could be some surprises. We'll have to wait and see how everything unfolds. But uh, yeah. those guys know how to use the front brake and know how to ride a motorcycle. So, and those, you know, kind of five riders we should be watching for. Those uh, those Yamahas ran pretty well for Estenson in, in Daytona. So, I'm sure that they'll be they'll be running pretty well in this TT as well. One. One rider that I think has to has to have a, a solid race, you know, has to make the main event at least and, and, and score some points this weekend is Brian Smith, right? Like he's got to get got to get something out of out of Arizona this weekend. Man, I don't know if he's got bad luck or if he's got no luck or some, something's going on. You know, he was running fourth at Daytona, which was a surprise to me on a brand new motorcycle. Had a mechanical. All right, no big deal. It's a new motorcycle. Uh, Atlanta was was decent for him, not what he was looking for, and then to not make the main event at Texas. Uh, man, they've got to be scratching their heads. I know that's where he got hurt last year. So, you know, he's 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 dug himself a big hole, yeah. and he's got to start just fighting his way out right now. Hopefully, uh, Arizona goes well for him, and he gets back in this mix. Because I mean, it's a pretty tight race there. I mean, both in singles and twins. Uh, usually, you see somebody pull away in these first couple races. It seems like the past couple years, at least I've been watching, but it's it's kind of tight now. Yeah, we've had you know a TT. A short track and it and a half mile and now another tt so uh you know different tracks kind of will tend to rock the boat a little bit that could be the reason yeah um and jared meese hasn't dominated so far he just won his first race out of the out of, you know out of three so nobody's just winning every race like we've seen the last couple of seasons so it is pretty tight both classes i hope it remains that way the whole season yeah and you know the most diverse the most you know the most talented rider 
should win this championship. And that's what they've designed it for. You know, they added another TT, took away a mile. Um, it's pretty, it's going to make for a pretty diverse Grand National champion. Love it. Um, so this week, I had a couple ideas of riders, but you were like, no, we're going to Arizona. So you had an idea, and I thought it was great. So I said, let's do it. Um, you want to tell the folks what your idea is this week? Well, this this week, we're going to call one of my heroes mm-hmm. and one of the people I look forward to talking to the most out of anybody on this earth. It's Graham. Huh. You know, she's 87 years old. People at the races think she's my mom because <laughs> she's so into social media. She's on top of everything. Yeah. She doesn't miss a beat. And everybody thinks it's my mom, but Kathy is Graham. That's my grandma. That's my dad's mom. So uh, she lives out there. She actually used to live in Chandler. Now she lives in uh, Sun City. You know, it's a retirement community because she had to slow down a little bit, she thinks. <laughs> but anyway, so so they're in Sun City, so they're not too far from home. And she's been out there checking out the track for us and letting us know what's going on. So I think we need to call Graham. Well, let's do it, man. Let's give Graham a call. Uh, I can just call her. What's the number? Good, good, good point. <laughs> like I thought you had Graham's numbers. Yeah, me and Graham text on the late nights. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. What's going on? So good to talk to you. Yeah, it's been a while. What have you been doing? Uh, baking banana bread and uh, just uh, being retired. We had we had to call Graham. Carter had a list of riders set up to call for this week's podcast, and I said, "Hold on, we're going to Arizona. That's Graham's backyard. Let's call Graham." Oh my, I'm not much of a rider. Well, you used to be. Yeah, but uh, I can tell you how it's done. I know, and you can tell the water truck driver how to do his job too, right? <laughs> You're right, because I just watched Johnny out at the track, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it looks a little bit dry, but I think it's going to be a good show. What do you think? Well, uh, it, it's going to be the ultimate of what I have ever seen. I've never seen great big half-mile turns in a TT track, and I've never seen the huge distance, and I think it is completely safe. I just I just feel so good about it. So you've been out there. You actually used to work out there at this facility, right? I sure did. For eight years, I worked there. Yep. Well, what did, what did you do? Did you run the truck show, or did you, what did you do out there? <laughs> no. No, I work security. So you walk around with a gun and a, and a big ball bat and tell these guys not to do stuff, or what'd you do? Yeah, with my smile, I doubt that they'd be scared. <laughs> well, that's cool. I, I didn't. I, I guess I didn't remember you worked there. I knew you worked at the Arizona Cardinal Stadium, and I know you did some Barrett Jackson, you know, the the car auctions and all that fun stuff. But no. I just don't remember you working at this place before. Oh, I'm a buddy of John Force. Oh, I knew that. We saw each other for eight years. Yeah. We dated. Yeah. Does Does Pa know that that could that could be my new grandpa? I don't think he cares. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you went out there and scoped it all out for everybody, and you I called did. me. 
you called me right away and said, uh, you know, you're worried about where to park and then you're worried about the handicapped seating. We kind of got that situated a little bit. And then the next thing you told me about was how hot it's going to be. So you want to tell everybody oh, on the yeah. podcast what the weather's going to be like? Uh, you know, I'd be tickled to death to tell them. Uh, if you go to the 99 cent store or the dollar store, go mm -hmm. in there and pick up a water bottle that has a fan on it. Okay. Uh, Scotty Adams uses that, I know, but I did pick up a handful of those. Yeah. And you have to have a hat and okay. you have to have sunscreen. You have to be hydrated. Okay. It's, uh, it is so dry here right now. It's probably drier than we've ever known it to be. Wow. So, so the air is not good air. If you have any problem with breathing, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure about handicap. I haven't been able to get a complete answer on that. Now, okay. when I watched the truck races at that track, mm -hmm. I think it was on BEIN or Fox Sport 2 or something, it appeared to me, and I'm not sure what AFT will do, but it appeared to me that you might be able to park around the track. There is a lot of open space a lot of walking, but the the main thing is to keep hydrated or you're going to be in trouble. Because you said it's going to be 95 on Saturday? Uh, it's supposed to be above that now, I guess. Yeah. Oh, boy. If, if you have a shade of any kind, you need to have it with you. That, I, I hope what, you're going to be where it's covered. But Well, you, you said uh, you're bringing me an umbrella, though, just in case, right? I do. I am bringing you okay. an umbrella. All right. I'm yeah. glad you called and told me, so I got to... I got to listen to what Graham says for sure. So uh, let's talk about, now we've talked about Arizona a little bit. Let's talk about the 2019 season so far. What are your thoughts or is anything sticking out to you so far in the first three races or in the books? Well, uh, I was very happy with how Daytona turned out. I was very optimistic about that. And I didn't let myself really look outside the box on that. But I was very happy with that. And I think it was all a good idea going on to Atlanta. I know that was a difficult track, but it's the same for everybody. I mean, uh, through the years, we've want, probably run the worst tracks in the world. So these seem pretty good to us. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I pray every day that you're, all those riders are safe at every track. I think they're doing a good job. They're doing the best they can do. And I think it's only going to get better. Okay. What about uh, Texas? I, I know it, it was, to me, Graham, okay. it, was, it was the best track we've had since I've been going there. I actually used to race there you know, a couple times. I think it was Formula USA races or something like that. But I raced there, and, and uh, I thought – they did the best job with that track that they could right now, and they're, they're learning, and it's getting better every time we go there. Well, you can't help it when Mother Nature rains and rains and rains, and then you just have to deal with it. I thought they did an excellent job. It's the first time in my life I ever watched a track where I shut my eyes when Shana was out there. But other than that, uh, I thought it was okay. There was passing going on. So why did you close your eyes? I thought I thought she was riding real, probably the most aggressive I've ever seen her ride. So why did you close your eyes? She bounced off the wall. Well, yeah. I mean, oh my God! 
Yeah, that, I was that, so I, scared for her. I forgot about that part. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Well, I thought I thought you were closing your eyes because she was bouncing off other riders, but she did bounce off that no, first straightaway wall. It was it was a wall, and she came close all the time. And you know, the mother instinct just popped up, and there it was. So I just got real worried about her, but she's I, I, gonna do okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got gotcha. you. So she won't scare me no more. Okay. <laughs> so this is this is the first race, you know, the first national you're attending in 2019. What what's your favorite part about going to the races as opposed to sitting at home and watching them on Fans Choice? Oh my gosh, uh, there's no comparison. I mean, I can watch it anytime on Fans Choice, but to be there and and be part of it and all the people, happy, happy, enjoyable people. Uh, you, you, money can't buy that. Uh, being at the track is just the way to go. Yeah, I love it. I've always been at the track. I've worked 40 years in sign up and scoring, and uh, I am really enjoying my life now. Just going to the racetrack. Well, and that's I'm gonna why, keep that's going. Good. You're all going to see me. Good. I, I was told that you got a new atlas, and you're planning on going out to California and. And my uh, my dad and my aunt and my my pa are trying to stop you from doing that. So what's the final verdict? Is anybody stopping you? No, because I'm my own boss. No, <laughs> no one will stop me. I mean, good. Uh, I was left on this earth to go to the racetrack. That's where I'm going. That's good. So I can't wait to go out to Paris again. That that short track the night oh. before the national is one of my favorite oh. tracks. Oh, I, I, oh, I would live right there on that spot. I love that track. I love that little club there. I love every part of that place. And okay. I, and I did like half mile at Paris also. I was yeah, there was, last year also. Yeah, that was a good race. Are you, you so you're going to yes. make it up to Sacramento? Do you think you're going to go to Lodi on Friday night too? Well, I'm hoping, I'm okay. hoping uh, to do that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Have you yeah. been to Lodi before? Uh, Have you been out there? No, and I want to be there. Okay. So it's on the bucket no. list. It's it's in that bucket, and it's got to be out. It's got to come okay. out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Graham. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot right here. Who's gonna win the AFT Singles Championship? Well, I'm not gonna put Shanna out of the picture at all. Uh, she's got her all together. She could very possibly win this championship. And you know what? She deserves that championship. Okay. All right. So I so, think it'll be Shane. Okay. Now, the production twins, this is kind of, we're kind of handicapped on this one because we've only had one round. But who do you think yeah. will win the championship in that class? Uh, <laughs> boy, that's scary. I want Colby up there so bad. Okay. I mean, I can just about taste it. I want him to win the championship. That, that's that's who I'm going to bet on. Okay. Do you like the class? Do you like that there's another class before they get kind of thrown into the wolves to race when the in, with, you know in the premier class? I like that very much, Scotty. Except okay. I don't like to mix. I don't like to mix up all the Grand National riders going into that class i i'm used to novice amateur expert and you had to earn your way right and and so i'm from the old school i'm sorry if it offends anyone because i'm not meaning to offend anyone in that class except 
I would like to see that to be a stepping stone into the premier class. Gotcha. I love that. So let's talk about the uh, the premier class, the AFT Twins. You said, I, I kind of interrupted you, but you said Breyer is probably your pick, or is he, you know, he's it, leading the point right now. I, I think Breyer is probably on the top of my list. Uh, I think he has the, uh, the determination that it takes to be a Grand National number one. Uh, I know it's going to be hard for him because there's a lot of fast guys there. So right. I'm, I'm going to stick my neck out and say Briar. Okay, so Shana and Briar, right. and they're dating, so that'd be kind of a yes. cool story if they both won a championship. Yes, yep, I okay. think it ought to happen. If we get to the end of this year of 2019 with our racing, and we're seeing that Briar's maybe going to make it and Shana's going to make it, we might just force a little uh, marriage vows before it ends. Oh, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't I, think about I, that. I'm, yeah, and then it would go into the history books as Absolutely. a husband and wife. Yeah. Yep. I love that. So yeah. I, I know we're racing kind of in your backyard. You used to have a, a townhouse in Chandler, Arizona, and so we're racing yep. there this weekend. Are you looking forward to this race more or any other race this this season? Definitely this one because uh, it puzzles me. I mean, I've been out there enough years and watched enough pickup trucks, and uh, I'm having a hard time with bikes on that track. It's really elevated. It's really fast. It's got sweeper, big corners. I'm I'm looking forward to have our, our accident-free race this weekend where okay. nobody gets hurt. That's right. I hope the, I hope the same thing. So you're probably our, another, our number one listener, and you'll have to argue with Matthew Gunther about that. But I would like to know which one of our which, – which episode of Off the Groove is your favorite? Oh, man, I had so – so many of them, Scotty, that, but uh, I'll tell you what, I learned so much about Tim Estenson that I, I've known him for years and years. I've known that name back there in the Dakotas, and but I really didn't know him, and uh, that was probably one of my favorite interviews, uh, really. Okay. Is there somebody All we haven't... Okay. Is there somebody we haven't talked to that you would like to hear from? Uh, yeah, I keep getting after Kenny because, you know, Kenny's been around all my life and all his life. Yep. And, yep. I... <laughs> and uh, you got to keep on that because uh, I want to hear that. Well, you need to you need to tell us, you know, Kenny, come on off the groove. Just can you say that right now so we can keep, keep uh, playing it every week? Ken, Kenny Tolbert, I demand you. To be off the groove with Scotty Dubler, uh, we have to have your podcast. We have to know more about you. You're you're unreal. That's perfect. That's perfect, Graham. That's so, it. so here, here's a here's a tough one for you. So, if Pa, my dad, and me lined up on the same motorcycle back in when when each of us were in the prime of our career, who wins that race? Uh. And the prime would probably have to be Eddie. Really? Uh, yeah, because I think by the time that Eddie uh, 
got up in his prime, Pa was backing out of uh, pro racing. And uh, because he scared me, he was so, he was so aggressive. I don't think Eddie had, uh, I think he had a smarter aggressiveness about him. Okay. I've always, I've always, go ahead. But you know how I always wanted you to win everything. Of course. I, I've always been told how fast Pa was back in the day, and I've seen pictures, and I know he's fast qualifier down there at the Houston Astrodome, and I've, I've seen all the stories and stuff like that. I just I wish I could have got to see him race in his prime. Well, he was scary. I mean, he was for me. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, he was, um, you know, very aggressive. I didn't see that so much in the rest of you. Okay. But right. I, I'm glad his career is over and he's out in the desert now riding every day. <laughs> yeah, riding every day. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. What, 80, 87 years old and ha- can't get enough riding. So, all right. Yeah, here's rides every day. Yeah, here's another good one for you. What? Who's your favorite rider of all time besides me? I would have to say Ricky Graham. I love that guy dearly. I yeah. loved him to death. Yeah. I, I loved him too. I got to know him as an individual, spent a lot of time with him, and oh, uh, they don't come any better than that guy. Now, Ronnie Jones is going to be angry at me, so don't <laughs> podcast this. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he can be a close second. How's that? Yeah, yeah, but then, but then where do I put you? Well, I said besides me, so I'll just I'll let it slide right there. I'll I'll take third on that okay. list. I, that's fine. So, what's your favorite racetrack, Graham? Uh, I think the Astrodome was always my favorite. I wish we could go back. Man, but I love uh, that. that was that was always the first race of every season. We went to the Astrodome before we went to Daytona. Yep. And uh, I I love that place. I loved the racing. I loved it. Okay. Do you have a favorite flat track memory that involved you know somebody that raced in our family? Does any any one thing stick out? Oh my gosh, there's so many things. Uh, we were into everything, including hill climb, everything. Uh, there's so many good memories. Uh, I think probably, uh, Pa sitting on the pole at Daytona and setting the fast time down there was probably the memorable moment. Do you remember what year that was? was? It was 64 and he was riding out of the Yamaha International. Yeah. So that was a road race that you're talking, right? Yes. Yeah, it was. That wasn't okay. dirt track of his road. Yeah. I got you. I'd have to say yeah, my dirt favorite. Track, dirt track's probably got to be the Astrodome. <laughs> okay. I would I would yeah. say my favorite, you know, 2011, me and Pa and Dad all raced each other at Knoxville, Iowa, which yeah. was, you know, one of our, our favorite tracks. You know, growing up, we love sprint cars too. But uh, right. just to be on the track with Pa and Dad at the same time, uh, yeah. was awesome. And then I got lucky enough to win. And then my favorite memory was giving you the victory lap. Oh, that definitely is a highlight. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. That was great. And you were just great that night. I got lucky, Graham. Uh, I love it. 
<laughs> so <laughs> what is something that you wish could make a comeback in our sport of flat track? I think that I would like to go back to the three classes uh, of the pros. I'd like to go back to what they call a novice and then uh, give her enough points. And if you didn't get her enough points, you had to be novice the second year. So you don't throw those people into uh, the same category. You have to earn those points to graduate on up to the junior class or what they call the amateur class. And then also you rode a small motor in the novice and then you graduated on up to the big motors amateur experts. But then all the classes and all the riders were so equal. One person wasn't so highly talented as the other riders and overwhelming. They were equal riders. And, and it was safer. I can tell you how safe it was because I said anybody could get killed riding a motorcycle. Right, right. It's the best form of racing out there is flat track. It's one big family. I mean, I am so blessed to have all these people as my friends. You, you don't know what it means to somebody that's 87 years old. It's, uh, it's, it, you, you can't explain it, but the family part is what I really love. Amen. Carter asked me a long time ago, and I don't know if there's any way you can put a number on this, but if somebody would walk to, up to you and ask you, how many races have you attended? What number oh. would you guess? How many? Well, it's got to be in the thousands. You know, we traveled every weekend. Sometimes we'd do three days in a row. Uh, and sometimes we'd do day race and night race. Oh, yeah, I... Uh, Thousands and thousands. I I wouldn't even begin to answer that. You've been uh, to plenty, plenty of races. Yeah, since 1954. So figure it out. Wow. All right, I, Graham. I haven't here. missed very many. Yeah, I know that. I know. I think the only time I remember you ever missing any races when you when you were in that car wreck four years ago, and and that was hard for me yeah. to go to the track, and and you weren't there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I wanted to be there, but I didn't know who I was. Yeah. Well, you got to watch it on Fans Choice and you got to watch the X Games and stuff like that on TV. So you were there. You just weren't quite all there. How's that? Well, I can tell you this. I would not be here today if I didn't have that flat track family train for me constantly. The power of prayer brought me back twice into this world. Yep. And yep. I really thank those people. They were so good to us. That's awesome. I love Graham. them. That's awesome. Yeah. So here's probably the toughest question for you. What are you most proud of? I'm proud of my family. I'm the most proud of my family. I'm. They got into the motorcycling. They'll never get out of the motorcycling. And they've been able to make a family thing out of that, too. And most families go their own way, and ours has stuck together. And we, we love it. Yep, yep. All right. So we're at the end of the podcast, and this is where we let our riders, our mechanics, or whoever we're talking to say thanks to anybody. Do you want to say thanks to anyone? 
Well, uh, you know, I already thank my my friends on Facebook and my family in the flat track family. I I want to say thank you to AFT for making this all possible for us to still do this. I have to thank my kids, my family for putting up with me. I know they worry about me when I truck off and go to the racetrack. Uh, that they used to be behind me. Now they're a little bit uh, <laughs> not thinking it's safe. <laughs> but and I, I definitely want to thank you because you you are just so precious. I just love you so much. Thanks, Grandma. You, you've love- made my life. Thank you, Graham. I love you so much, and you're my favorite person on this earth. And I don't know what I'm going to do when Graham leaves Earth, but I, uh, you're going to be right there with me. Um, what are, are are you kidding, honey? I'm going to be looking down on you all the time. Oh, I know. Make sure I have yeah. shade, and make sure I'm drinking exactly. enough water, and taking exactly. care of me, right? Yes, I any, will. All right. Any final words of wisdom from Graham? I don't have any. Uh, wisdom because I'm not very smart about anything in general. Uh, but I, I just pray that these young riders keep in sight what they're going to do when they finish racing. I, I worry about that a lot. I think you need to all finish your education, uh, whether it's a challenge for you or a hardship for you. It's going to pay off. You need an education because uh, you're not going to race forever. I've already seen that. That's awesome. Graham, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been my favorite one so far. It's probably going to remain my favorite. Love you very much, and I will uh, see you here real soon out in Arizona. You will, honey. I'll see you this weekend. And thanks, Chris, for having me on. It's been my pleasure, Graham. Okay. We'll see you later, guys. <laughs> All right. All right. Take, Love you, Graham. Take Bye-bye. care. All right. You have a Love you. Trip. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. New favorite. That is my new favorite. That she She's awesome. Sorry. What? Yeah. Sorry for the other 75 episodes we had before this. Nothing personal, but how can you beat Graham? Graham's my new favorite. And, and there's so much more that we didn't get to bring out, but you know, we didn't send her a format. We didn't send her, you know, questions to study. That's true, Graham, right there. That's the conversation I have every time I call her. If I ask her a question, she has an opinion. She doesn't hold back. She doesn't sugarcoat anything, and she tells it how it is. And and I don't know anybody that loves the sport of flat track more than her. Nothing else. Nothing else to say about it. It's the best one. Favorite. My new favorite. I don't know if I told you that yet. It's my new favorite. Mine too. All right, man. I well, love Graham. So we'll keep it short and sweet. Got to go out on that high note. Love that episode. That's great, man. Uh, what's uh, your head? When are you heading to Arizona? You're already there. I am here. I landed early this morning. Yeah. I know it's going to be hot. Grant's it's going to be. 99 today she warned me and it's supposed to be about 99 tomorrow at the race and uh, i'm gonna try to stay hydrated try to try to find some shade and and i uh, cannot wait for this race it's new and like graham said we just hope everybody stays safe out there love it man yeah stay safe at the races stay hydrated at the races and what else do they need to do scotty 
Smash that like button. Smash it. Tell your friend. Tell them. Smash it. Tell your friends to follow us. <laughs> Send us comments. Tell us who you want to hear from, man. We, we try to respond to all the comments. I know when we did our Flagman episode, we had people asking for some prior Flagman. So we might try to reach <laughs> out to some of those guys in the future. I don't know some of the people they were talking about, but uh, I'd love to, you know, to have everybody on that's involved in flat track. And I know that that will never, ever happen. But We've had a good mix so far, and we'll keep them coming every Friday. Yeah, man. You know what I think for next week? I think we uh, we go across the pond next week, do a little international flare. What do you think? Do I have to swim? You don't have to swim. Do I have to fly? Maybe. All right. You got something in mind, huh? I'll, let me try to figure that one out. I got a week to figure it out, so we'll see what we can do. All right, man. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Right.